From the Madison Metropolitan School District, this is Lead to Liberate, a podcast documenting stories of inspiration, growth, and empowerment across our schools. Hello and welcome to Lead to Liberate. I am Dr. Carlton D. Jenkins, very proud superintendent here in Madison Metropolitan School District. I am your host of Lead to Liberate. Today, we have a very fine, very fine uh, teacher with us today who's going to talk about a little bit of her challenges, a little bit of her opportunities, and why she chose to leave where she was and come here to Madison Metropolitan School District. We have with us today Ms. Nicole Carrie and Vaughn. Hello. And, and hello, how you doing? <laughs> doing how you doing? Right. Okay, I'm just so ready to get going with you here. Uh, but tell us a little bit, how are you doing, you know, the last 30 months going through a pandemic? Here you are, not a native of Wisconsin, <laughs> uh, if, if we have it correct. You That's actually, uh, can you tell us a little bit where you come from and why did you choose to come to Madison Metropolitan School District oh, man. started your career. Uh, I'll try to make it as, I guess, brief as possible. So I'm originally from Manhattan, New York. My whole family's from New York, but mm-hmm. um, I ended up moving uh, when I was about three or four years old to Alabama. So I grew up there and um, went through the um, mobile public school system there, um, elementary, middle, and high, um, and ended up going to my undergrad there, um, which was the University of South Alabama. Got my bachelor's in um, music performance as well as music education. Um, And then when I was about to go into grad school, I was trying to think of different places I wanted to go. I didn't really want to stay in Alabama at all. Um, So I auditioned at um, USC in California, auditioned at Boston Conservatory, um, auditioned at uh, Georgia Southern University, um, and a couple other places. And so I ended up going to Georgia Southern, which is where my now husband um, went and finished his um, graduate degree. And by about, I think about six months in, I ended up losing my TA ship because of a merger between um, Georgia Southern University and Emory University. Um, And so I was kind of in this rut. I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue with my master's at this point. You know, I had already kind of gone through like at least six months and I was like ah you know I don't know if I can continue with this but then I ended up getting a call from a close friend of mine um, who it was the professor at um, UW-Madison for flutists and um, he was like hey you know I've heard that you're looking for a new master's program and it's like well you know yeah kind of you know I'm not sure he was like okay I need you to get on a plane I need you to come and audition and we're gonna get you squared away and I was like uh, are you sure he's like I need to see you here in like February and I was like okay great so I came auditioned within 30 minutes they're like yeah so you've already been accepted so we're gonna go ahead and take care of you know your your needs you know whatever TA ship we can get you we'll get you one um and so I ended up going and getting my master's here um in flute pedagogy um as well as performance um at this point then um this was I want to say probably December 2019 um, was when we were starting to kind of slowly start to shut down a little because Mm -hmm. of of COVID and, um, you know, I'm getting ready to graduate in like five months and I receive um, an an email from somebody in in MMSD saying, you know, hey, we're looking for um, educators to fill the spot at Jefferson Middle School. Um, We know that you haven't applied, but we're reaching out to see if you would, you know, be willing to do so. And 
So I was like, you know, I, I, you know, this, this is great. I'd love to teach, but I have still like five months left of grad school. There's no way with my schedule, you know, I'd be able to come in and teach. And so they were like, okay, well, we'll reach out to you in five months. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. They're not actually going to. I was planning on, you know, trying to find a different job at this point. And then five months later, you know, in April, I get a um, email from uh, Mr. Larry Love, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I, I heard, is, are you still willing to come and you know interview for this job?" I was like, "This, this is, you know, I'm strong in my faith, and I'm like, God must be playing with me. Okay, let me let me go ahead and <laughs> let me go ahead and see what this is all about." And so I said, "Sure, you know, I'd apply." So I applied, and they were like, "Okay, we'd love for you to uh, come in and interview." And so I came and interviewed, and the next day they were like would you like the job? I was like, sure. So it was kind of just like handed to me on a silver platter, it almost felt felt like. So that's that's why I kind of, how I kind of ended up here. Long journey. But. Yeah, long journey. <laughs> I tell you, from New York to Alabama to here. Oh, yeah. And I just tell you, having gone to school in uh, Mobile, Alabama, uh, that's quite uh, something as well. My roommate, Mississippi Valley State University, too, mm -hmm. was from Mobile. Oh, okay. And we used to talk about the education system. But I just yeah. tell you, um, Scary and Vine, we're excited to have you. And now, as we're recruiting uh, and trying to retain staff, we often hear it's hard to recruit individuals from down south, and it's hard to keep them here. Mm -hmm. But you've had quite the story. So how is it going for you so far? Let's do that first. So far in MMSD, um, well, I'll, I'll start uh, at my school. I am really blessed to be able to work with, you know, the students that I do have. Um, I will say I've had a lot of challenges specifically at the school that I'm working at um, just with overall dealing with your, your typical behaviors and, and things like that. But the I guess the, the, the blessing in disguise is that I get to teach a little over two-thirds of the school mm, as a music teacher. Okay. Okay. Um, and so even when I don't teach the other third of the students, they somehow find me and they somehow wow. know me. Wow. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, they've, um, the, the students will try and test my buttons here and there or whatever, and they'll, they'll um, see what they can get away with and see what they can't get away with. But what they don't know is I grew up differently from them. Right, <laughs> so right. So the way that I grew up in the South, it was all about respect. It was all about, right. you know, making sure that you're holding yourself to a high standard. Right. You don't have to have somebody else trying to push you to hold up to that standard. Wow. And um, so I take that and I put that in my teaching, and I tell my students, you know, hey, I've asked you to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to continue to push you to do X, Y, Z. I'm not going to let you slide from that. You're going to do it eventually. Mm -hmm. Whether you don't want to do it right now, that's up to you. Wow. But just know that regardless, I'm going to hold you to the standard. And right. they'll be like, oh, but Miss Vaughn, Miss Vaughn, I don't want to do it. I was like, I know. Sometimes I don't want to get up in out of bed and go to work, but sometimes I have to. Most right. times, all the time I have to unless I'm sick. Wow. So, you know, and, and I try to kind of instill that um, into them. And so the other students hear a little bit about it, and then they're trying to come and be buddy-buddy with me. I'm like, well, don't be buddy-buddy until you come into my classroom. You might feel differently. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, but, yeah, no, so so it's it's definitely a little different coming from the South, coming to here. Um, I, I tend to notice that from when I was in school, students didn't really have a choice. Like, you right. do this, you do as I say, not as I do. Right. Up here, it seems as though with, the, you know, the students I've, I've seen, the students have – a little more leeway they tend to kind of get to do whatever they want to do and kind of skirt by it but you know I, I kind of try to bring in the mix and like look okay I'm a music teacher 
I'm totally okay with, you know, teaching you whatever you want to learn, but we've got to do this. This is a partnership. This isn't, wow. you know, a one way. I'm not going to be a dictator. You're not going to do whatever you want because you're 12. So <laughs> right. we're going to work together. You tell me something that you want to learn. You get to follow some of these rules. Get to. You don't have to. You get to follow mm -hmm. some of these rules. Right. And, you know, we'll work together and, 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 you know, create a community. That's how it should be. You know, learning is a part of a, it's a community. It's not just a, it's, it's not a lecture. It's, it's, it's a community where we can learn from each other. And so I think um, coming from the South and coming up here, uh, you know, having those two differences and being able to kind of blend that together is, mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Wow. So this is actually your third year, correct? This is my third year here. Yeah. Yes. And let me tell you, over the last 30 months, going through the pandemic, historic, right? Here I am 30 plus years and individuals who've been around. This shook us up in the world. Oh, yeah. And then you came in the midst of a pandemic, a dual pandemic, must we add, right? Mm -hmm. You're dealing with the health pandemic and then you do it dealing with the public lynching of Mr. Floyd mm -hmm. up in the Twin Cities. Mm -hmm. And as I was going around the schools, because we were just coming back into the schools and knowing the students were socially, emotionally, mentally at a different level, they had been in isolation. I'm walking around in schools, I guess I should tell everybody how we met. <laughs> and students are trying to re-engage, staff trying to re-engage, students are tired, staff tired, and I'm offering a little support to staff. But when I went in this one class, the students were engaged, uh, and the teacher had on this particular uh, kind of clothing and <laughs> looking funny, but the students were all there in the respect in the class. Just how you described it, the blend between who our students are because our core values, we believe in voice, uh, we believe in belonging. But you know, the thing that you did was really more a go-to for us in terms of a thriving environment. I saw students who we traditionally during this time last year, we're seeing struggling. We were seeing them struggle. They were engaged. They looked at you with a lot of respect. And mind you, to our listening audience, she was only a second year teacher at this point, but had the maturity of a veteran teacher. And that was amazing. So as we're moving forward, and we're talking about the arts, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. You had them engaged in the arts, and which you, we know the arts are going to be a big part of how we're moving forward. So tell us now that you've been going through the pandemic and students are back. What's the difference this year versus last year with the energy level? Well, it's a little, it's a little complicated. Um, <clears throat> last year, obviously, you know, the students were finally back in the classroom, and so they were excited to finally see their friends and, and you know, physically be in a space where um, they could be around people, which is something that, you know, was very difficult. Of course, I mean, for me, and I'm 27 years old, you know, for kids who are 11, 12, 13, can't be around their friends. Um, that, that was something that was really amazing to, to see was just how they lit up. Um, but, you know, they're finally in that routine now. They're back mm -hmm. in school. They're kind mm -hmm. of figuring out where their place is. And um, I think the energy that, that I'm seeing now in comparison to last year's uh, the students are, are the students do want to learn they want to mm -hmm. come in um there's 
you know, if I'm going to be honest, um, mm-hmm. there there's some 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 things that students still have to figure out, such mm-hmm. as like, you know, how we actually engage with each other, um, things like the ways that they're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are those are opportunities for learning, for sure. Um, I, I've seen a little more, I guess, negatives on that side, but the positives, as far as you know, the the, the engagement and the learning is concerned, they are engaging. They mm-hmm. are, you know, asking questions. They're finally, you know, feeling comfortable enough to raise right. their hand and say, you know, Miss Vaughn, what did you say about musical theater? Like, where did it start again? Um, you know, trying to get those if they were distracted for a moment by talking, trying to get that back. Now, of course in the moment that might be annoying to a teacher right where you just said it probably three or four times and then a student who was talking says hey Ms. Vaughn what'd you say <laughs> like <laughs> it can be annoying but at the same time understanding that these are kids like they're mm-hmm. they're gonna get they're gonna be like that and of course I'm gonna say you know didn't I what didn't I just say you know and they're like I'm sorry Miss Vaughn I was just talking I was like okay so then what'd we learn Mm-hmm. Then they're like, probably shouldn't talk. All right, so then do what you need to do to make sure that you're going to focus. And sometimes they'll get up and they'll move. Sometimes that's something that I've noticed a little. That's actually very um, 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 exciting is that students are actually making that choice for themselves to wow. go someplace and sit in a place that they're going to be the least amount. Of, like there's going to be the least amount of distractions, um, things like that. Um, this morning, I was just talking with a student, um, probably about 20 minutes, no, no, like 10 minutes before um, class started. They had come upstairs, and they were asking a teacher for lotion. And so um, I was talking to the student who didn't necessarily do too well in my class last quarter. And I looked at him, and I was like, hey. He said, yeah. I said, what's something I could do to help you you know, um, move forward this quarter, maybe boost that grade up? Um, what's something I can help you succeed? And he just kind of looked at me and he shrugged his shoulders. So I was like, no, you know, you're a bright kid. You know, use that, use that brain of yours, that same brain that told you to come upstairs and grab some lotion. Mm-hmm. Use that same brain. He's like, I don't know, maybe help me get, not get distracted. I was like, okay, let's talk about it. What's something that I can do? And he started talking to me about, you know, maybe ways that he could be less distracted. And that's something that's been definitely more um, mm-hmm. visible this year in comparison to last year. Wow, I tell you, when I'm listening to you, it's just like an old soul sitting here talking at 27, reaching our students, building relationships, setting expectation, human enough to allow an 11-year-old, a 12-year-old to be an 11-year-old or 12-year-old. Everyone wants to get right back at it. That's the way uh, that we've done things, right back at it. But we have to realize socially, emotionally, from a mental standpoint, our students are really and truly at this critical age in middle school, and we have to establish relationships. This is what I'm hearing you say. This is what I thought last year when I observed you in class. It was the magic. You're putting the magic in the game. And I just want to say to a lot of veterans, to our listening audience, if you get a chance to go to a concert, to see Ms. Gary and Vaughn, students perform, you're going to be amazed. She's an artist a true artist, but she has the pedigree behind her that she could be anywhere. And we're so pleased to have you in Madison Metropolitan School District. And I must say this to you too, because we keep it real on Lead to Liberate. She's a young African-American female that has just taken control of what's going on by empowering students, not directing them, by empowering them to have voice and to take ownership for their own learning. 
I thank you so much for being here with us thank today. Thank you for having me. Yes, definitely. Until next week. You're listening to Lead to Liberate, a podcast by the Madison Metropolitan School District demonstrating how the more we know, the more we grow.